Hello, my friends. Welcome to a New Year's Eve edition of Group Therapy. I, for one, am delighted at a 5 o'clock game resulting in me being able to write a recap, host a solo podcast by myself, and now talk to all of you guys before 8 o'clock. That means I'm going to be able to get everything up and be able to enjoy an evening of, I don't know, probably going to watch like Cobra Kai or something. Uh and and just be able to to end 2021 nicely. And the Mavericks decided to do the same thing by taking control against a Kings team, which is not near as good as them, and blowing them off the floor, winning 112 to 96. Um, everybody that's here is probably you know probably watched the game, so there's no real reason to recap it. Though you should check out um, the the 10 minute solo pod that will be going up on your feeds here shortly. Uh, the Mavericks took control in the third quarter with a 24-2 to run, which effectively ended the game. Uh, oddly enough, like spearheaded by Dwight Powell doing all the dunking after playing like crap for most of the game. So that was fun. Um, so, yeah, let's come up here. You know, invite yourself up on stage. Let's have some questions and comments and thoughts. Um, coming to us from across the Atlantic Ocean, I believe, is our friend Jordan, who has not been able to join us in some time. How are you, Jordan? Happy New Year. I am doing great. Uh, I'm a lot happier with us now after that win than uh, last game. Yeah, I should address the all. I, for, I forgot to even address that. Like, I didn't host one of these, nor did I watch the game. I had just driven 10 hours the night before, so I was too tired. And then I, I made an excellent decision not to, to watch this game. Well, I had malaria, so I woke up at four or uh, 3.30 to watch that game a.m., um, and that was not a good idea. So I am happy that this game was a lot easier to watch. Hold on. I'm having it. Wow. Are we here? I can hear you. Man, I know Bill Simmons thought podcast started playing over the top of this. Um, so I was like, why is, why is Bill Simmons yelling at me? I'm on a green room. <laughs> so tell me what you thought of the game. So- okay. So I loved the passing. Um, and that's something that's really interesting to me that our, the, how much the passing has improved, uh, this year under kid compared to under Carlisle. Mm. Mm. The 25. So Mavericks had, 30 assists on 42 made baskets, which is 70% of their field goals were assistant. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it's not just uh, the amount of assists. It's also the way that we're getting assists, uh, the way that, like, players are passing the ball quickly and making decisions fast. Like, even Dwight is making better passes. And Dwight usually, like, if he's holding the ball, last year it was always like, okay, where do I, where I'm going to turn my back away from the basket. And I'm just going to wait till I can do a handoff. And like this year, he's actually passing it faster. Everyone just across the board is passing better. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to wonder how much film study Luke is doing because for as elite as he is as a uh, scorer and as kind of a heliocentric offensive guy, he wasn't always this way. Like he was used off ball in, in Europe a lot. So there's the, I understand he might like to do things a certain way, but this sort of stuff where if, if he commits to the bit a little bit, the Mavericks might be a heck of a lot harder. 
for sure. Um, and like, I just really want to shout out Dorian on the, the passing has made his drives exist this year in a different way. Um, and so that to me, like Dorian has become a lot more valuable of a player because of the passing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt, um, Matt Phillips, who may be in the chat somewhere, uh, basically wanted to, to like talked about this, how he's playing the best ball of, of his career, um, which he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's not just the shooting where last year he was a lights out shooter for a period of time because he, you know, we all like the joke, but it was like, it literally coincided with his wife giving birth. And then he was like a 45% three point shooter. Um, so, yeah. and now he's just doing the little stuff. I mean, they're all making extra passes like Porzingis with six assists again tonight. You know, he's having some mm-hmm. of his best games where he's making the simple read and just dropping the ball in the right place. Like, you know, your guy, Josh Green, uh, had an incredible uh, series of cuts where he's just like standing under the rim by himself. And they, they found yeah. him and he scores layups. Yeah. And then his his pass, he even twice took Davian Mitchell off the dribble and then he missed the shot both times. But still, he took Davian Mitchell off the dribble. So that was pretty impressive to me. Yeah, yeah, which David Mitchell's calling card is supposed to be sort of, you know, I mean, wasn't he a defensive guy or am I making that up? No, that that was literally the, the thing that was supposed to keep him in the NBA. And yeah, because he's an older Josh, player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's older than Josh by far, mm. like two years, I think. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it. Well, I mean, it's just it's an enjoyable bounce back because – I'm not, did you watch the other like the Kings game the other night? Yes, I did. Um, that was what I was saying earlier when the whole audio weird thing happened. I had malaria this week, so I got Jeez. up at three thirty to watch. I had I got up at three thirty to watch that game, and that made me more sick than the malaria. So everybody else over here is catching COVID. Jordan gets malaria, so there's there's some perspective <laughs> for you people. Um, I, I it's. Interesting because I watched that game back and the Mavericks had one really bad quarter and then really bad offense for half. And I don't, that game was so frustrating to watch, even though I knew it was going to happen on replay where it's just like, this, there was the first time this season where I really felt that the Mavericks played down to the level of their competition. And and it's just nice mm-hmm. to see them bounce back in an effective way. Cause how many times were we in here last year, basically saying, how are they losing to these teams? And then they go out and, Right. And it also felt like like last year, wasn't it Metu who kind of like destroyed us in the fourth quarter last year, too? Like, so I don't know what he has against us, but I don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm just glad they got the bounce back win. And, you know, they're still under 500 for the for 2021, which is annoying. But, you know, it's 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 a nice jumping off point with two days. You know, they, they basically get half a day off now where they're not playing in the middle of the night and then they play again on Sunday. So so I feel good about stuff. Sounds good to me, too. All right, man. Thanks for coming up. Hope you're doing well. I am. Have a good day. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. Davis. How you doing, Davis? What's going on? Hit that unmute button. Welcome back. Hey, Kirk. How are you? I'm good. I know. That was a great win. Um, I also saw the game uh, yesterday. Uh, or the other night, and yeah, I just that last like thirty seconds. Um, I don't know if you've gone back to rewatch that, but that was just yeah, it's bad. Uh, also, 
and I mean, maybe just me being, you know, typical uh, negative uh, Mavs fan, as <laughs> we say, but uh, every single game we're down, you know, uh, or we're up two points with like, you know, 15 seconds to go. I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced we lose on a three or go to overtime on a three. It just perpetually happens. So it's nice that we finally get a, a game where we're actually in the lead for the whole game. We don't blow anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, just great ball movement all around. Um, hopefully, you know, as offense is opening up, we have been better. Off, we have, we have had a better offense rating the last couple uh, weeks despite not having Luca. Uh, yep. But yeah, I mean, just great. Kristaps has just been, even if he's not, you know, I know you were tearing into him a couple of games ago um, when he had that, was against the Lakers or forgot who it was against, uh, where he'd had a bad offensive performance. But I mean, defensively, he's prob- probably as good as he was two years ago. Um, just the way he's been moving on that end and contesting shots. His defensive rating, I think we have a 106 or 105 defensive rating with him on the court, which is the second best of his career. So um, I think that's that's really good. And that's, that's what I look forward to. But um, one more complaint just before I get out of here is I'm so tired of Jason Kidd quotes. I mean, is he... <laughs> Whoa, did we lose you? You give me another. Like, I, every time he talks, I, it's like he's on da- other Davis, world. we're losing you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Start over. What? Uh, just to make sure the audio came through. Sometimes it records and I just don't hear it. But go ahead. Uh, right. Go, go I, ahead and I say just, that again. I, yeah, I think Jason Kidd's probably just the worst interviewer in coaching NBA history. I mean, he is so bad to listen to and you don't get a single nuance of information. He's a consistent, like tries to blame things on, on other people. And it just throws people under the bus. And it's just so painful to listen to. I just can't listen to another Jason Kidd interview again. And this mass <laughs> like, like post his quotes unironically and, and not like comment on it, which I appreciate that you do, but it's just so bad. Like, can we, I don't understand how Mark Cuban sat down in front of Jason Kidd for, to interview him as the coach and hired, hired him after listening to him speak. I mean, it's just so bad. So yeah, that's yeah. all I want to say, but well, I think our next, I think our next guest wants to talk about, uh, about coach Kidd as well. Um, so thank you for coming up, Davis. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for, mm-hmm. All right. So, so, you know, we won, we're all happy, but this is a, an airing of grievances of sorts. So let's, let's hear about it. Jason, welcome back. What's up? So first off, before I get all doom and gloom here, I'm happy about <laughs> the win. I'm happy that we won. I wasn't here last night or a couple nights ago, but I didn't host one. I was just like, nah, nah <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes I just can't it. do it. It's not worth it, but I mean, Reggie Bullock had his best game. I feel Great like the whole season. So thank God for that. So I don't know if he could actually turn it around. I think we saw somewhere that he shoots really bad at the beginning of the year. Maybe he gets a shot back. That'd be huge for the team, obviously. And Josh Green, 
he's been getting some time. He doesn't look that bad, honestly. Like he looks at least he needs playable. minutes. He needs minutes, and he he's getting minutes. And you know, like the first half against the Kings the other night, he was a non-contributing zero. Like he had two points and nothing else in 14 minutes, which is extremely hard to do. Um, and then in the second half, he had some assists, he had some rebounds, and it's like. As long as you're doing something on the floor, I, I want to see more of him. As long like it, they're not going to lose a game because of Josh Green, and if they do, then that's a team construction problem. So I'd rather just see him for a while. Yeah, same. And I'll give a quick shout out to Sterling Brown. He's been playing pretty well over the past couple of weeks. It seems he like he's really picked up his three point shots. That's a nice thing. Rebound. So now that I'm done, he's with a hoss on the boards. He is so hot. Yeah. That's great. So now that I'm done saying all the nice things about this team, oh, KP had a decent game, I suppose. Really so, efficient. He was 8 of 12, 24 points, 9 rebounds. Like, that's pretty good. So now that I'm done saying all the good stuff about this team, I want to talk about this quote that I saw last night, I think, or may, it might have been this morning, when Jason Kidd says, so on Mavs Fans for Life, this Twitter page, Jason that- Kidd, on what this team needs to win close games, Quotation marks. Just mm-hmm. listen. What the fuck is that? Oh my. Oh I my mean, God. Okay. So the best way for me to address this is to state up front that Jason Kidd of the list of the Mavericks challenges is might not even be on the first page. Um, if we're being realistic, the number of things that they've had not go their way before COVID before, you know, Just the whole season. We have a whole laundry list. It mainly involves the roster. But that sort of thing, when he stands there like Jason Garrett and is, is like, he keeps having terrible, uh, like ref challenges and stuff. It's just, he was notorious for blaming everyone else in Milwaukee, like everyone else. And so that, like, what I want to do with that piece of information is, Table it and remember it because this will not be the last time he does something like this. Now, we have now this group, we've watched this same team make defensive boneheaded mistakes for three years now. I mean, they have like Luca, the the one Luca's rookie year when he dunked over Denver. Do you remember that? And then they lost the game anyways. It was awesome. Then they lost the game because they can't play damn end of end of possession defense. I mean, that was Jokic. He made a pretty insane shot. To be sure, there, but. sure. But this is not the first time we've heard this. Is my thing where it's just, you know, like Dorian had a number, like he had a game, like what should have been a game winner against the Lakers, and then the Mavericks screwed up the defense. Like they they keep not fouling up three, and it seems to be Dorian who doesn't do it. Oh, it's um, just so bad. Like there, this team has like lots of defensive issues, which makes that play the other night all the more stupid because they've actually played really good defense since Luca has been out. That I mean, something something THJ, but yeah, I'm not going to get into that right now. Sure. But I'll I'll I listened to the Nerder Nerder she wrote Athletic NBA Pod. That's a great podcast. You guys should all listen to that. It comes out every Friday. But Dave Leithas and Dave Dufour and Mo DeKeel, they talked about just all these coaches and what they do at the end of games. And it seems like a huge, huge sub tweet toward Jason Kidd because holy shit, everything they said, it's 
I can just list. Oh, coaches using oh, Seth, challenges incorrectly. Coaches Seth, taking timeouts too early. Coaches going for twos instead of threes when they're down four or five. It's like, oh my god, mm. we've seen so much of this this year. Well, and you you just muted yourself, by the way. Um, and and Seth worked for Jason Kidd. Like that has to be that has to be a thing that we say out loud because otherwise it feels a little bit dishonest. But Seth Partnow worked for the Bucks and. Everything that he has to say, I think, should both be valued in a in an important way about Jason Kidd because he has direct experience, but also understanding that because he has that direct experience, he is primed to not like anything about Jason Kidd. Um, that <laughs> it's just worth noting, even though I tend to agree with all of his criticisms. AKA Steph hates Jason Kidd because he's an asshole. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, I well, mean, the team team won, so we're getting closer to 500. Luca's right. probably back in the Oklahoma game, I'd hope. So this is starting to turn around at least a little bit. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for coming up, Jason. Stick around. You're going to want to hear this next guest. <laughs> all righty, all righty. All right. Coming up next, longtime friend of the program, Mass Fan for Life, Kenny. What's going on, Kenny? Hey, y'all. How's it going? It is, you know, we're, we just won. We closed out the, the year on a win. I'm in a good mood. How about you? I'm in a great mood. 2022 is about to be lit. I'm in a great mood. So I won't take up too much of y'all's time. So Preston, what up, Jose? So Preston and myself, he, Preston is in the chat. We decided to give away two tickets to the uh, Dirk Jersey retirement game next Wednesday. Ooh. And I know these ticket prices are insane, bro. And, they are. And, they and are. My wife asked if I was going, and I was like, "Wait, no, I can't." <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm already going because I'm a season ticket holder, so I'm already going. Preston's already going, so we decided to give the first ticket to Reddit Mass. I'm sure y'all all know him. Sure, He's a great, great follow, well loved within the Mass community. And then we decided to give away one more. Preston made a post, and you know, we said, hey, "If you want to." be considered comment you know a lot of people commented and we have chosen a person drum roll yeah drum roll (laughs) this person is in this green room after every game well loved by all mass fans by me person by everybody and congratulations to jose mata jose happy new year to jose success we will see. I'll be in contact with you to get you this ticket. But um, yeah, man, I hope you enjoy it. You deserve it. And you know, we gonna do more good stuff for Mass yeah. fans. You know? Um, and uh, last year I gave away some playoff tickets. I just try to do because these tickets are expensive, bro. So try to get back. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's all I got. Uh, I know Jose gonna come up pretty soon. Um, you know, he always does. So just come up, say your piece. I want to hear what you think about the game, and you know, that's all we got. Don't that's matter. right. Thanks, Kenny. How wonderful! Oh, yeah. Great news. Loving yeah. to end the year this way. Thanks yeah. so much, man. I'm gonna give me a drink. That's all right. right. I'll be easy. Uh, you Mavs. too. Go Mavs. All right. Then, last but not least, we're gonna bring up the the contest winner, my man Jose, who probably now you gotta. Or you better get off work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I just want to say I feel like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, where he says, "You crazy son of a bitch, you did it." <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> like, oh my god, I, I, I don't. <laughs> 
man, I'm I'm thankful for real. I'm I'm glad that I've made the the type of friends I've been able to make on Twitter and and this green room. I I appreciate y'all listening to me too because I'm, I'm I might uh I might not be the funnest to to hear every day, but some of the key points about this game. Uh, I felt like in the the first quarter, KP was really just rushing his shot. Like he 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 gets on my nerves a lot because he rushes his post up game, and then matter of fact, in his post up, he fades away too much. He just doesn't simply spin and drive to the rim like a big man is supposed to, especially with that length and the the ball handle that he thinks he has. I feel like. KP needs to utilize his, his quote-unquote unicorn skills a little bit more. I, I know he had an all right game statistically, but I, I just I don't know. I just want to see more from from the highest paid man on on the contract books at least this season before Luca. Uh, so in the first quarter, I think it was the first quarter. Did you see, like, so Marvin Bagley may not be, it's not a fair comparison point, but Marvin Bagley is such an interesting player because he's so freakishly athletic. He also is just, like, monstrously left-hand dominant. And he had, like, about a seven-foot jump hook over KP that was just one of the prettiest post moves I've seen in a long time. Like, it was straight up and down. It was, like, the kind of stuff they teach you in, like, middle school basketball where it's like, here's here's the move that you're going to do, like, very fundamentally sound. And I know what you mean on Porzingis where because he's so tall and because I think he just really likes like Carmelo Anthony, he does a lot of stuff where he fades when he doesn't need to. But I think this is, this is the kind of thing where you're saying, I want to like, you're not criticizing him so much as you're saying, I want him to do this sort of stuff more consistently where he uses his, his seven foot threeness to, to, for lack of a better word. Exactly. Like this is what he gets paid for. And this is what I guess I envisioned him being um, ever since he came to the Mavericks. Just Mm -hmm. use your height, man. Uh, That's all I want. I mean, I'm not trying to bag on him. Like I love I just want better out of him. Well, and see, that's where, and I don't think, I don't know if you're on here earlier. I don't even know if I, I, I've, I've been talking to myself like 40 straight minutes, so sometimes I forget what I said first. So one of the things that I do think is interesting, though, with KP's game is he's shooting a career-high free throw rate. Career-high, okay? He's not, he's shooting 5.2 uh, free throws per game, which is would be sec- his second highest. But in terms of the number of field goals he takes, uh, or it's, it's free throw, free throw rate is how many free throws you take per, divided by like field goals. Um, and Last year, he was dreadful. Like, it was Josh's canary in the coal mine concern with his athleticism. But right now, he's taking more free throws per field goal attempt than he has in any point in his career. And it, it, that is is something to me because I was really concerned last year he was just never going to get to the line. And if he's getting the line like this, it offsets the fact that Luca isn't able to get to the line as much because they're not calling the same sort of stuff that Luca used to get away with. Um, and, and that, I think, is important long term. Right. Uh, I want to give a, a shout out to Bibbs because he said this on his timeline. So I just want to say here as well. But the the replacement players such as Chris and uh, Pinson, they're really bringing out 
Bra- Sterling Brown, and they're really forcing Howell to to really play. Like competition is good for for these guys, and I mean, I, I really want Chris to stick around. I really want Pinson to to be that that two way guy. I, I really think Chris needs to be on the roster, like a an actual spot. I do too. I actually think this is true too. Um, it's really it, it. Chris's just effectiveness has shown a bright light on how piss poor the center rotation actually is. <laughs> uh, Kirk, have have you seen the the new movie Don't Look Up? I haven't yet, though. Friend of the uh, podcast, Jason Gallagher, texted me the other night and said he, he he knows it's supposed to be an allegory for global warming, but he said he thinks it's an allegory for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> That's uh, exactly what I was about to say because when you when you see the movie, and I'm not gonna try to give it off, but like Leo and Jennifer are are the Mavs fans, and Cuban is, is like the president. <laughs> Right. No, but, it's, it's uh, me. It's it's me and Josh screaming into the sky that no sign sign someone new and there's an asteroid coming to hit the Mavericks. All right, I'll I'll go ahead and get off the No, stage. stay up here. Re- stay. Oh, oh you okay. are to stay. Preston wanted to chat with you real quick. So Preston, hit that unmute button. How you doing, buddy? Good man. How are you? I am okay. Ready to ready to I'm I'm gonna be done with everything by eight thirty. This is awesome. Nice. Yeah, I just want to say congrats to Jose and if you see me at the game or we'll meet up, I'll hook you up with a jersey, man. Oh shit, I'm I'm getting too much love, man. <laughs> no, no, I really love. don't know, <laughs> man. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to link up with y'all for real, cause cause I really appreciate everybody in, in this space, and I I don't know, like I I just really appreciate. 2022 is gonna be your year, Jose. That's what that's what's gonna happen. Maybe not the Mavs year. We can be hopeful, but let's be real. <laughs> Maybe if they put me on the Mavs. Too. That's right. Preston, you got anything else? Yeah, actually, Sit Marshall gave me a call today about giving the tickets away and all of that. So it's pretty oh, wild. Wow. Yeah, and so I tried to hook you up with a, another jersey, but I think we got Reddit Mavs hooked up with the new Dirk jersey. So. I tried That's good. That, but I'll, right, I'll right. definitely hook you up with something there. So just message me on Twitter. I'll give you my number. and We'll make- Will do. And I, I guess before, uh, Kirk, are you closing this already? or I think I'm going to because I want to go eat. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, be- before everybody leaves, I, I want to wish y'all a happy new year. I want to give y'all words of affirmations and Hope that everybody in this space succeeds with their new goals and and life in general, because life is too short. We've seen it with <clears throat> Betty White today. She passed away uh, 99 years old. And, you know, she she lived a life, a full life. <laughs> and I just want to give that that same energy to y'all and, and wish y'all the best. That's all Appreciate I like that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jose. All right, okay. guys. I'm I'm also going to to end this here with with some notes. If if there's something to take away from from the group experience of fandom, it's meeting strangers that you don't really have a ton of a ton of stuff in common with, and forming bonds, and 
what you should really try to do, in my opinion, as best as possible, is pay the good vibes forward. Um, we're a bitchy, whiny bunch, but I think that this is a hell of a lot more productive than some of the shit I see on social media. Um, I've taken, you know, we, we've really taken our collective energy, and some of it really sucks. We're some of us, me, I, I'm, I lead the charge on this in a lot of instances. I'm, I'm really too grumpy sometimes, but it's, you know, it's all in fun, and I've had a great time doing this. I had a great time seeing people, uh, you know, connect as a result of this. You know, uh, sports is about community, and everybody should be having as much fun as they can relative to, you know, sometimes the experiences within the game. Uh, I appreciate all of you and what you bring. Uh, for those of you out there listening uh, on the podcast, I want you to download Spotify Green Room. I want you to join us on here and talk. I think uh, anyone that will, will has done it for the first time will tell you it's not near as scary as you think. It's just a conversation. It's just like being at a bar with people you don't know and striking up a conversation. And and you know that that's fun in the digital age. It's really easy to be you know so. Um, siloed off from things and feel relatively alone. God knows I did out in Washington, D.C. being a Mavs fan. Uh, and, and that's where we are now. Um, so what Kenny Preston and so many other people, you know, Reddit Mavs is really good about this. Pay everything forward. It's, it's kind of the lesson that I think I, I'm going to try to take into 2022. Uh, act with kindness. Try not to necessarily tweet everything you think. Um, that might be for me more than you all, but you all know how it goes. Uh, we're going to have a great year in 2022. Might not be the year we want for the Mavericks, but we'll see. I want everybody to enjoy themselves and be safe this New Year's Eve. I am going to go have a drink or five on my couch because that is what 30-year-old married, boring people do. But I, for one, love it. Go Mavs, and we will talk to you guys later in the week. Happy New Year.